Hey Canada, welcome back to another edition of EDC's Trends in Trade from Export Development Canada. In this week's episode, we'll discuss significant infrastructure and renewable energy opportunities for Canadian companies across Southeast Asia and why you should consider this top market when looking to expand internationally. In this episode, we'll talk about infrastructure demand across all 11 Southeast Asia countries, Southeast Asia's rise in the digital economy, and renewable energy push we're seeing in the Philippines, Vietnam, and Singapore. Tune in to hear the latest trade and market insights from EDC's global business development experts located in our offices around the world. This week, we're focusing on Southeast Asia and how it's becoming a strategically important market and what that could mean for your business. We'll also explore significant opportunities for Canadian expertise, products, and service across all sectors of infrastructure and renewables. And finally, as always, we're going to provide insights that can feed into your business and market development plans for this region. All right, let's get started with our first topic, the trillion-dollar infrastructure opportunity in Southeast Asia. Over the next five years, it's estimated that between three and five trillion U.S. dollars will be spent on infrastructure across all Southeast Asia countries. There are significant needs for all types of infrastructure within this region, ranging from transportation and communication to energy, power, and digital services. So why is this important to you? Well, Southeast Asia has recently become a top market interest for both governments as well as large multinational companies. The scale of opportunity is huge with an estimated 200 to 300 billion US dollars in annual spending. This number could likely be much higher when you add in climate change and decarbonization priorities. Aside from Singapore, which boasts world-class infrastructure, other regions in Southeast Asia have severely lagged in infrastructure spending. However, due to COVID-19, governments have loosened their purse strings in order to boost their country's economic recovery, and infrastructure is a great place to start. Looking ahead, these regions are becoming more open to involving the private sector and foreign investors. Public-private partnerships, known as P3s, are increasingly being considered by governments. The growing openness and infrastructure demand in Southeast Asia creates significant opportunities for Canadian companies looking to expand their business and showcase their expertise. As we know, Canada is well known internationally for its skills and knowledge, as well as investments in infrastructure around the world. But if you're a Canadian company looking to invest, support, or supply products and services across this region, you need to position yourself now. Why? Well, because infrastructure projects in Southeast Asia will require multi-year investments in both capital and time, but they'll end up paying huge dividends. Let's talk a bit about doing business in Southeast Asia. This region places a lot of value on business relationships and commitment. To achieve success, it's essential to showcase a corporate strategy, identifying this region as a priority, and clearly outlining the resources, time, and capital you'll be willing to invest. So what are the three considerations Canadian companies need to know? Number one, most of Southeast Asia is price sensitive, so be prepared to face stiff competition. One way to get a leg up on your competitors is by creating a quality customer service experience, including superior after-sales service to impress Southeast Asian buyers. Number two, it's also a good idea to have local representation or partner with a company that has operations in Southeast Asia and is familiar with the business culture and laws. And number three, 
familiarize yourself with the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, the CPTPP. This free trade agreement can benefit you with lower tariffs across the supply chain to setting up operations. All right, let's move to our second topic, the rise of the digital economy within Southeast Asia, or more specifically, the growing need for digital infrastructure to support this boom. Digital infrastructure is the fastest growing industry in Southeast Asia. This includes e-commerce, ride sharing, education technology, healthcare, and telehealth. Growth in this space has skyrocketed. In an annual report about the digital economy between Google, Bain & Company, a consultancy firm, and Tamasic, Singapore's wealth fund, it's expected that the digital economy spending in Southeast Asia will hit $300 billion over the next few years. For example, Google and Facebook, along with several regional companies, are developing a major undersea cable project that will connect the United States to Indonesia and Singapore. This development is aimed at delivering better quality internet to the region with 4G and 5G networks. This project is estimated to be completed in 2024. Another great example is the rise of data centers, another high growth opportunity for Canadian companies. In fact, Singapore remains the region's top spot for data centers, but there's growing interest in expanding across other countries in Southeast Asia. So let's take a look at Malaysia and Indonesia. Recently, Microsoft announced an investment worth 1 billion US dollars to build data centers. And in Indonesia, the fourth most populous country in the world, there's been increased activity and interest from investors and technology companies, including one from Canada, that's looking to build and develop data centers to meet the increased consumer demand and mobile technology. Wow, the future looks so bright for Southeast Asia's booming digital economy. So where does infrastructure come into all of this? Well, given the growing market demand and investor interest, significant infrastructure, including both hardware and software, will be needed to support this massive digitalization. So Canadian companies take note. With expertise in digital infrastructure or those who are part of the supply chain, Southeast Asia is a region worth considering. However, you'll still need to do your due diligence and invest both your time and money. As mentioned earlier, Southeast Asia is a market that puts high value on relationships. All right, so what are the key takeaways on the digital infrastructure opportunity in this region? Well, number one, there's high growth and investor interest, which signals great opportunity for Canadian companies, but you have to act now. Number two, aside from Singapore, Indonesia and Malaysia's digital economy holds tremendous opportunity as it looks to better support its growing digitalization and market needs. That translates into new opportunities for collaboration, knowledge sharing, and innovation for Canadian companies. And number three, there are many ways to get started in these markets and explore various opportunities available. Canadian companies can work with us here at EDC, as well as the Trade Commissioner Services, to assist with connections, qualifying leads, and financing. Let's get started today. All right, this brings us to our third topic, the recent developments in renewable energy in the Philippines, Vietnam, and Singapore, and what this could mean to your business. Let's start with Vietnam, a country that has been historically dependent on coal, but has been growing its solar power capacity over the last five years. 
In 2020 alone, the country installed 9.3 gigawatts of solar capacity, which is equivalent to six coal-fired power plants. Now that's a significant push towards renewable energy. In fact, Vietnam is now a global leader in installed solar capacity, but it doesn't plan on stopping there. The government is also looking at future initiatives on onshore and offshore wind. Recently, GE Renewable won one of the largest onshore wind contracts in the region. GE Renewable is a joint venture between a Philippine-based company and Vietnam's largest private firms, demonstrating this region's openness to foreign investment. In fact, recent government incentives and more favorable tariffs have made Vietnam a top market for solar developments in Southeast Asia. Meanwhile in the Philippines, the Philippines Energy Transition Plans aims to build a robust power market in order to attract investment, reduce prices, and improve the efficiency within the country. Under this plan, there have been several new projects and initiatives announced. A 75-kilowatt onshore wind farm to be developed by the largest energy developer in the region, Triconti, and a German company, WPD Group, and a solar wind and renewable hydro project by Aboitits Power to include 4,000 megawatts of renewable energy by 2030. While the renewables market in the Philippines isn't as developed as Vietnam, there's been increased activity and commitment between governments, local companies, and foreign investors. This new level of interest has created a significant turning point for the country, focusing on energy and renewable opportunities. Finally, let's dive into Singapore, a country that's rich with opportunity. Recent developments in renewable energy opportunities include one of the world's largest inland floating solar photovoltaic systems announced by Sempcorp, a large conglomerate that recently pivoted to renewables. Plans to develop a mega floating solar project by Shell, which will be 112 soccer fields long. Now that's pretty long. And they're also adding rooftop solar panels in the region as part of their national green plan. Singapore has a very ambitious green energy plan with local investors and companies based in Singapore that have invested in renewable projects across Southeast Asia. These opportunities are important for Canada because we have a large supply of renewable energy and expertise thanks to our abundant natural resources. So, for Canadian companies or investors interested and committed to exploring international opportunities across the renewable energy value chain, Southeast Asia should be on your shortlist. But this isn't a region where businesses can look to enter on a whim. Local relationship building and networking is a must. Companies that don't invest the time and effort into establishing relationships or visit the market frequently can cause irreparable damage to their brand, reputation, and success. But let's end on a positive note. Here are our key takeaways on the growing demand for renewable energy across Southeast Asia. Number one. There's lots of business potential and opportunity in Singapore for Canadian companies. Number two, Canadian companies looking to do business in the Philippines will need to focus and prepare for building partnerships and networks in order to earn credibility and establish themselves with local players. And lastly, number three, in Vietnam, the country's energy needs are expected to remain robust with government commitment to build up capacity in the sector. This means there's ample opportunity over the next several years for Canadian companies. So that's a sneak peek into Southeast Asia and the significant opportunities across the region within infrastructure and renewables. As we come to an end of this episode of EDC's Trends in Trade, let's recap the key opportunities your company needs to know. Number one, 
Southeast Asia is well positioned for significant infrastructure growth over the next few years with growing commitment from governments as well as interest from foreign companies and investors. Number two, in addition to the traditional infrastructure, digital infrastructure has grown dramatically across Southeast Asia with foreign investors and businesses looking to boost the technological capabilities in the region and pave the way for the future. And finally, number three, the level of interest and commitment in renewables and renewable energy have recently seen a significant push from governments and businesses, specifically in the Philippines, Vietnam, and Singapore. Canadian companies in this sector are well-placed to lead the way and showcase their expertise. So are you ready to get started? You'll find more information to support your company's global journey at edc.ca. You can also connect to an EDC export advisor to get answers to your questions about growing globally or considerations for this region. Check out our contact us page at edc.ca. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of EDC Trends in Trade. Join us next Thursday when we'll discuss opportunities in energy transition in the United States. Until then, Canada, stay safe.